Laura. 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 What are you doing? I guess you don't play like a ton of games where like really, really fast twitch reaction speeds are necessary. Mm hmm. But do you ever have one of those periods where you're just up really late and there's just like you can kind of feel that like your button presses are a little bit laggy and a little bit more delayed and a little bit slower than they otherwise would be? Oh, yeah, of course. It's just like, you know, you're just you're just kind of tired and like you just miss something that you don't usually miss. And it's like, well, I hit the button, but like you can almost feel your fingers slowing down. <laughs> so I got to that point and I was like, I bet that if I kept playing this, I could probably finish this final boss in Elden Ring and and we, we would have like the one magical run where I'd like get my get myself together for long enough to actually do it. But it's 130 in the morning and that might take like another hour and a half. But I've got this whole fight figured out. So if I just go back into it fresh, I'm probably done with this in like 20 minutes. <laughs> so let's just do this. So what the plan is basically to pick Elden Ring up again, probably on Monday and just take as much time as I need to finish that out. And then with whatever time is left, we'll see what New Game Plus is like. Because oh. I've never really jumped into a New Game Plus before. Yeah, in, in a, like in a. Not ever in any game. I'm doing New Game Plus and Fire Emblem Three Hopes right now. But um, no, yeah, I knew what you meant. But in a Souls game, yeah. and New Game Plus is like a really big part of uh, of Souls games. I know in Elden Ring, in a New Game Plus run, you can get two of Wow. There's some kind of like giant Titan shield thing, and you can wield both of them at once, and it's it looks like a very silly build. Yeah, yeah. The 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 dual like massive great shield build is is a very uh infamous meme build in multiple souls games yeah um yeah i think that in i want to say in dark souls 3 there is a uh, there's a dual great shield build but the shields are like doors like they look <laughs> like doors and i think they almost like have interlocking teeth that go together <laughs> And you can just go through bonking people with that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I, I was excited when they said that you could wield shields in, I think it was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Not that I was planning on playing mm. it, but I thought it was fun that it was a thing you could do. Hey, I have a question for you. Okay. Is Assassin's Creed Mirage out? Uh -huh. What What is Mirage? That's the new one, and they're going back to, like, they're going back to like Jerusalem or whatever, like the the first the location of the first game. I have no idea. I've heard like I know it exists. I also don't. And, care. It, and it feels like I'm seeing like more ads and marketing for it. And I feel like I've even seen some people playing it, but I have no idea if the game is actually out or if people are just doing like their it has been early out access things. Nine days. OK, so it did come out on October 5th. Wow, what a nothing launch. That might have been a big deal for the people that like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> That's rude, sir. Maybe it's really good for Assassin's Creed fans. No, I just like that's <laughs> just fine. Kidding. Like I literally people just are said playing I don't care. and enjoying it, that's fine. I just like I, man, I think... for, for people like us who like actual actually follow gaming news on the regular. You should not have to worry. You should not have to like go into a, a AAA release and be like, did that come out? I think I think I, there's a real chance that Ubisoft was like, hold on a minute. We make an enormous amount of money from Assassin's Creed games, not because of the initial release sales, but because of overtime sales. So rather than spending $50 million on marketing, let's just save the money and people will buy it eventually when it's on sale. Like, Being someone who works in marketing, yeah. I don't think that anybody in that apparatus has ever said, hey, let's not spend money on marketing. I, I'm just, I don't know. It's weird that there is no marketing for the game. Like, there wasn't any Twitch ads. No, I mean, I don't get YouTube ads because thankfully you can still block them. 
easily. Twitch ads are all they're all server side now, so it's much. I don't mm. think you can. I think you can technically blank out the screen so you don't see them, <laughs> but, but you still have to wait. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen. I guess I don't fo- like in terms of games, gaming news. I don't follow. I, I look at Nintendo Life from time to time, but I don't look at general gaming news that much i guess that's true for us like you know i paint us as like sort of up on all of the latest but yeah i mean honestly like we are into like our own things and some particular niches yeah like Like, the newest game you played is give a shit when the next call of duty game comes out no no i don't care i mean i it's weird because i i I still have like a soft spot for those games because I think they're fun, but I haven't played one in 15 years. <laughs> I mean, like, I've never finished one. The no, the man, the, the story in Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2, the, the original Modern Warfare. I've heard Warfare, they're outstanding. Were awesome. One and two are really good. Some great storytelling there. Well, I don't know. Maybe they've aged poorly. You know, it's always weird to say things like, this is amazing, and then you haven't thought about it in 13 years and you're like well maybe it's not amazing anymore I don't know. but at the time yeah I, I definitely the story had and... that i definitely had that experience very strongly when i replayed the re-release of Catherine. yeah i remember you saying something about that yep that was like oh this hits different now that i am a more mature adult <laughs> and not a you know and not a like 25 26 year old with like some latent toxic traits from my conservative upbringing, <laughs> th- like looking at this and being like, wow, what a great modern mature game about all of these sexy girls who keep throwing themselves at our protagonist who won't make a decision. Is that, you know, it's weird because I was excited for Catherine when it came out. I bought it. I played it for like an hour and I was like, yeah, I'll definitely come back to this. I never went back to it. It's funny. Like Catherine is Catherine's a funny thing for me because I initially was like really into the story of it. And the the actual puzzle gameplay was like, this is weird, but okay, whatever. I guess I'll do it. It was just like something you get to to get to the story bits, which are kind of like the reward. Yeah. Um, and, and like over time, the more I did it, the more I really enjoyed the puzzle gameplay and the more the story has like not aged well. <laughs> like I've completely 180 on my perception of it, where it's like, oh, the gameplay is actually really solid. Like it's a really good puzzle game. <laughs> Everything else is uh, uh, questionable. It's it has it has some very not okay aspects to it <laughs> oh hey uh i i i since i had the 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 wiki open for assassin's creed mirage i was just scrolling down to see if there's any reviews for the game and okay. it seems like it's the exact what you'd expect like you know 70s to 80s across the board i, I would expect something in like the the low to mid 80s yeah, as, a, as like a metacritic it looks like every single Metacritic is 77 on the consoles that it's on but what's funny to me was that <laughs> i guess when it was originally announced it was it had an adults only rating potentially from the uh, esrb what and it was because it had real gambling in it (laughs) and then oh like actual real money gambling but then then it came back money dollars in real life (laughs) Ubisoft corrected it being like there's no gambling and there's no loot boxes in this game okay leave us alone So there is not real gambling in the game or loot boxes. But I thought that was a funny reason. I was like, adults only. What the hell did they put in this game? It's like, oh, gambling. Okay. And then it wasn't that either. Yeah, literally the thing where it's actually illegal for you to play this. Right. If you are under. God, I don't even think it's 18. I think you have to be 21 to gamble, don't you? I I have no idea. I really don't. I I would be curious. I don't care. That's stopped being relevant to me like two decades ago wait mirage features compatibility with a tie-in haptic vest designed by the gaming company it's o-w-o oh whoa oh whoa this is a wireless skin suit that registers movement from the upper body and arms is this real i mean assassin's creed mirage lets you feel punches with i mean i remember getting ads oh my god it's actually themed check this out 
I can't believe we just titled the episode. Look at that. Oh, my God. I can't believe we have. I actually know this company, this OO company. Oh, okay. They, I, I've seen them do like some other like controllers and peripherals and stuff. That's cool. I, I, I remember haptic feedback vests being something <laughs> advertised in gaming magazines for like the the PlayStation and Nintendo 64 and stuff. Yeah. So I'd be curious to know uh, how much better they are now. <laughs> well, I imagine at that point it was kind of like the it it's was kind vibration. of like the feedback chair where it's like, oh, yeah, it has a it has a vibration function. You, you like the rumble pack? Well, what if we just shook your body? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every, every time you got shot. <laughs> so in this case, I imagine it's probably at least like locational. Yeah, probably. Which I'm not sure I would ever want. I don't know why that's a thing people want. I love that you found this on video games on Sports Illustrated. Oh, yeah, this SI. <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. That's great. You know, the, the, this is this is a potential runner for, for the, the subtitle of the episode. Oh, it already is. I was but, just going to say, but, I can't believe you brought this up. Wait, And wait. I have to call it D, D and the Assassin's Creed Barrage Haptic Vest. This is a runner up. I, I sent you another link. Yeah, I saw something about this. We're getting like a new chibi Dragon Ball series. Yeah, I guess it's going to be Dragon Ball Babies. OK, I'm, that's what <laughs> probably fine. Yeah, why not? It sounds like it will. I, I imagine it's just going to be kind of like Toriyama's because uh, I guess he's highly involved in it. Um, and it will, you know, be more Toriyama like he decided that he wanted to go back and do more like gag manga like Dr. Slump. But he's too yep. like. He's too synonymous with with Dragon Ball at this point. So he's like, why not both? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it should for it should. I mean, this, this is one that you definitely are not supposed to think about at all, because I think all the characters are in it still, which makes for some awkwardness <laughs> when you think about like, you know, an eight year old having a baby. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or like Krillin in 18 well, or whatever. Well, they kind of did this in like GT too, though, right? Well, yeah, but that was a Dragon Ball and or like that was like some reverse wish thing that happened to just Goku. Yeah, but still. True. It, it still would like you can do whatever you want in that universe because there is a there is a force in the dragon and dragon balls where you could just make stuff happen. Yeah, to fit true. whatever narrative you want. I, I, I love I actually like Dragon Ball more than Dragon Ball Z in a lot of ways. So if this if it's more like that, this could be a lot of fun. Well, because Dragon Ball is like generally is more of a it's more like gag focus. It's more of a comedy show. Yeah. Well, and I don't I'm not usually a fan of a lot of the especially like 80s and 90s Japanese gag manga is not my cup of tea 90 percent of the time. Cause sure. Like, it's it, it a lot of time like there's like a Mario one and a lot of the jokes are just I don't know. They're just not funny to me at all. Um, yeah, so it's not so much that I like Dragon Ball because of the gag the, aspect. Japan it's just loves like puns. And the problem with like the problem with gag manga from like the 80s or 90s is like those jokes haven't aged well in their own culture. Yeah. <laughs> and here they're completely impenetrable. Well, and, and there's almost always there's way too much like toilet jokes. And I there's mean, like so, literally even, toilet jokes. <laughs> there's so many toilet jokes. <laughs> I've I've been reading Hajime no Ippo for years now, and that series has been running since the late 80s. Yeah. And they will still find a way to make a poop joke here and there. <laughs> right. And, you know, don't get me wrong. That can that's fine. It can be it can be funny. But but sometimes you're just kind of like, yeah, all right, I'm 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 good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good with that one. This this chapter was wasted. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feeling of hmm, hmm. definitely could have done something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I OK, we got through that chapter and it was all like that. That sucks so much when you read like an entire chapter and you're and you're excited about it. And it's just 19 pages of gags you don't like building up to an even bigger gag that you like less. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. just like, oh, no. So can we I, please move on? I hope they don't do that with this. Not that I'll yeah. be able to watch this for like three years because it takes them forever to localize it and then release it. 
Uh, I don't know. For Dragon Ball, like, I think they'll get on that pretty quick. Super was years behind. Was it really? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because, like, Super was like Dragon Ball was kind of dead for a while. Yeah, we never even got the we we, we have yet to get the the Dragon Ball heroes stuff like because that was the the arcade game that they made into a well, I think they just poured it at one point directly with everything that had been released in the arcades to the Switch and Steam. And my understanding is it's a pretty trashy game, but there's a Mm. there's a whole anime or movies like behind it that kind of explores characters and stuff in different ways right like they can do whatever they want because it's sort of an alternate universe kind of thing yeah um and that's never been released so i don't know i don't know i mean i imagine this will be different maybe dragon ball is more popular again uh, yeah you know what i mean i, mean? I like, feel it's like we had like a good 10 years where like dragon ball was very much out of style yeah. like Z kind of put like anime in general in the in the US kind of on the map. Yeah, absolutely. In like the late 90s and through through like the early 2000s. And then it's kind of like stopped airing on Toonami. And there were like other anime continued to come up and, and become popular. You know, people started getting into Naruto around that time. Um, But like Dragon Ball just wasn't like. I guess we got GT eventually and everyone was like, GT kind of sucks. Yeah, well, that one that one was already kind of colored as being bad anyways. Yeah, like everyone who was into DBZ was like, well, you know, there is more Dragon Ball, but everyone says that Toriyama wasn't involved and it's kind of bad. But I guess maybe we'll watch it, but maybe we won't. Yeah. So I definitely got to the end of Z and I was like, okay, I'm not watching any more of this. But yeah, like, I, own, before, I own GT before Super came out. Like that was just kind of it for a while. Like yeah, they, it was they, not really it was not really like a flagship anime series for a long time. Yeah. And then the Super kind of got became popular and then the movies and stuff. And then, the, you know, like you, you knew eventually they were going to bring it to the States. It just was depending on yeah. how long it takes. Yeah. And then I think at the I want to say so because Super sort of stopped at the Cell Saga, and then it came back again and finished up everything else later. Um, and I think at that point they were releasing like close to each other. It's also different because I like to buy the the like the Blu-rays or whatever to own. Just because oh, sure. since yeah. I own all the other ones, it feels like that's what I should do. <laughs> yeah, complete the collection. I get it. Yeah. And that always takes a year more because they want, especially now, because they want you to use their streaming service. So if they hold off mm-hmm. for a year before giving you the the physical copy, then you're way more likely to sign up for their streaming service, at least for a bit, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I just found out about this, like, last night. Kyle linked me, and I was like, what What are you talking about? Because he's talking about Dragon Ball characters are all babies, and I'm like, "What? what is this? <laughs> I was like, oh, you're serious. You literally mean they're making a baby Dragon Ball. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. While we're on this topic, I want to just... I want to loop back around yeah, and just get you on the record on your opinions on the four kids one piece opening. I think it's fantastic. That's a strong word. I think, I think it's I, I think it's actually decent. No, I think it's fun as hell. It's so stupid. It's well, like, yeah, the, it's like the it's just OK. If it's, I was it's extremely four kids. Let's start right, off with that. Yeah, that's what I mean by fun. Like, OK, the Pokemon rap is stupid, too. Yes, it, but, but we it, remember but that I, fondly. But I love it, right? And I think that this is, I think it's just a, a dumb, fun rap. I don't have a problem with it. It feels very much like four kids. It's, if I was a big One Piece anime fan, I was hyped up that it was going to be in in English on TV, and I saw that, I'd be like, what the hell are they doing, right? Because it's going to yeah. be way different, especially what 20 years ago or whenever this was on four kids well and the big thing is like much like dragon ball like you have a you have like a first opening for one piece that is kind of like legendary at this point yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like no you don't get that you don't get this like iconic you don't get this iconic theme which i think is a little bit different um it's only like separated by a few years because this was back in like what 2003 2004 we determined I think so. Um, but even going that far, like you've got more people on the Internet, you've got more people who can kind of go 
like find some of those early episodes like subtitled and people have already heard the theme right yeah like you and i got into dragon ball z thinking that rock the dragon was the theme song for dragon ball z yeah for sure i imagine not until years later first heard head chala and we're like oh this is this is the japanese intro that's well it's kind of good but it's kind of weird yeah it wasn't only because i became so obsessed with dragon ball it wasn't actually that much later because once i liked it i just read everything i possibly could on the internet i remember reading so many (laughs) dragon ball z sites and like fan sites and oh my god did you go through the did you go through all of the fan sites that would all just like sort of continue to estimate characters power levels i did like those way after they (laughs) threw away the whole power level system I did those, and I remember reading, like, all of... There are some people that did parody ones where they had just, like... I mean, I'm sure they are not funny now, but I thought they were hilarious. <laughs> you know, in 8th grade or 7th grade or whatever. I think 7th grade is when I, like, drank yeah. when I started to watch it. Late and, 90s, like, internet meme humor was a, was a different time. And I thought it was it was just so much fun. Because, I, I, like, I basically knew all of the story and what was going to happen, and I was just so excited to watch it, and... So then I found out that there was different – I what I didn't know – the so I knew that there was a different opening. What I didn't know is that the music was like so different in the actual ep- show oh, itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Not, That wasn't until a lot later and people were talking about, oh, the Faulkner score is the only way to watch it. And then everyone else was like, no, that's the worst way to watch it yep. or whatever, right? Like the – so that was something that I had no idea about until later. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, you know – we were at a point where anime was relatively new to us, so we just mm, kind of yeah. watched it as it showed up. Yeah. But, you know, put it a few years down the line and people are more able to find um, people are more able to find episodes of anime that aren't airing on TV. So I imagine more people knew about We Are before, like, it came out on 4Kids. And the rap isn't We Are. It's 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 a it's a different flavor. You know what? This is actually you, I'm this is perfect. You we have we have described a scenario in which I don't know the one piece opening. Oh, it's good. Like, I'm sure I've seen it at some point, but I don't really have any feeling about it one way or the other. I've read a bunch of mangas, but I've never, ever watched the show ever. I haven't so, watched wh- very much of the show, but I know the opening. Yeah, I don't know the opening. So mostly because the- I've seen like. You know, I, I remember watching a I remember watching a video of some guy in, in Akihabara and like not he was like a foreigner visiting, but he's just like singing the one piece opening with people who are just there because he knows all the words. <laughs> and it's like, oh, like people like people from like three or four different cultures all coming together to to sing the one piece opening. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that, love that would see that. Maybe that's why I liked the the four kids opening is that I had I have nothing to compare it to. Yeah, that's that, and that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I think uh-huh. if like more people probably had something to compare it to, and we're like, oh god, this is a disaster. I, I agree completely. That's that's why I'm saying I'm. This is a this is a wonderful uh, isolated case study within you know an an N of one. <laughs> Here's what I will say for all the people who were at home like getting angry because we're defending the the four kids one piece opening i still don't think it's actually like i i think that like where it falls apart is the lyrics i mean because it's just are you sure because that's kind of the dumbest and best part of it oh it's the so <laughs> so i think that musically it's actually got some like legitimately decent stuff sure yeah. like that the rappers actually have decent flow <laughs> like they like it's kind of working but like they're just kind of the lyrics feel like they are desperately trying to explain what the show is about <laughs> i mean that is exactly what they're doing they they're they are desperately trying to get you to understand what all of this stuff means like <laughs> like they it's as if they they told the person who wrote the lyrics listen you have like 70 seconds. And if the lyrics of this opening do not adequately explain the plot of the story and hook people into wanting to watch it, you're fired. 
I hope it was like, okay, all right, all right. We got to explain the characters. Uh, We got to explain where Luffy's powers come from. We have to explain what a One Piece is and why it's called that. We should probably talk about the Grand Line. Um, uh, What else? What else? Um, Let's talk about how all of the characters work together. Uh, Luffy wants to be king of the pirates. He's going to be king. (laughs) <laughs> and they didn't do a very good job of explaining what the One Piece is because they can't. <laughs> well, yeah. Here we are 20 years later and we still don't actually know. It's supposedly real. But they do real. know that it's a treasure in the Grand Line. Do you do you think do you think they'll actually get it at the end? I think after all this time they have to. I do like you, I don't I don't know. Oda I, has like so someone confronted him with a question. I mean, confronted is like confronted. he was. <laughs> they backed him into a corner. Well, they kind of did. I mean, it was like it was not like they came up to him on the street, but he was doing a press conference. But it was like after he said that One Piece was going into oh, its, its final arc. Right. Yeah. Um, And they were like, OK, so is the One Piece going to be like a real thing or is it going to be one of those like the One Piece was the friends we made along the way types of things? Is the One Piece friendship Yes. I swear to God if it's friendship. And he's like, no, it's a tangible thing. I mean, friendship is tangible. I mean, he basically, like, deconfirmed all of the, like, the One Piece is not, in, like, an emotion. <laughs> I will be curious to see how he, what he does with it. I, I will genuinely, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I know it's probably, like, five years away, because getting into the last arc means nothing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Like, like the last arc could last 10 years. It absolutely could. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I, I'm having a similar experience with One Piece that I had with Game of Thrones where, like, I'm not watching it and I'm not invested in this at all. But I am kind of watching it from afar and generally aware. Like, I don't know anything about the story, but I know that the story is ending. So I'm just kind of sitting back and watching what people are saying about it. Mm hmm. And it's it's going to be very interesting to me as a spectator to see what the general like reaction is to the ending. Mm. I feel like long running series like this almost universally people are never as satisfied with the ending. Yep, yeah, that's that's typically the case, right? And it's, you know, like endings are hard. Like, it's hard when you've when you've spent all this time building up characters and doing all these subplots and asking a bunch of questions and asking people to wait 20 years for those questions to be answered. There they've are, had there all are. that. They've had all that time to, like, build up theories and I mean, and the problem talk is, about is it. Th- there are absolutely good endings and bad endings, though, right? Yes. Like, there, there sure. are some there are some events or stories that are told that have maybe it's not a great ending but it's like fine that's acceptable and then there are some stories where you get to the end and you're like jesus god i can't believe i wasted my time with this right yeah or 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 it was what happened like why did how did we get here and i think as long as one piece doesn't do that it will be okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> it yeah, just has to be fair. good it just has to be good enough and i feel like it will be good enough i don't i don't know and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm also coming from a completely different space than a lot of, you know, like super One Piece fans, because I I've, I'm yeah, enjoying exactly. reading the manga. But I'm also I think the arc I'm reading now was written like 10 years ago or more. Right. Yeah. I think it's the uh, God, what's it called? Water seven arc. Um, let's see. Water seven. One piece. Is it correct? I'm towards the end of it. He's fight. He's, he's going to fight the, the big bad soon. You know, what had like a really appropriate ending. No. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Goku abandoning his family <laughs> to like <laughs> to, to raise a child and to the raise a child. That is the like reincarnation <laughs> reincarnation of his most dangerous enemy to date. <laughs> that he, he just asked for like, hey, could you please re- could you please reincarnate this 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 entity into a into a small boy that I can train? <laughs> yep. I don't care about my family, by the way. <laughs> that li- that honestly is the most in-character thing imaginable. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, and everyone else is just, like, a good family. Part. Like, they're all, like, they're, they're you know, they're, they're a cohesive Vegeta, family unit. Vegeta, like, <laughs> put all of his inferiority complex aside and went home and became a family man. Yeah, literally. 
<laughs> oh, okay. So the, the arc that I'm reading now, I'm at the end of it, but it started in 2004. So I'm almost 20 years behind. <laughs> uh, roughly in, in Amazing. one piece. So I'm not going to have the same sort of, if I was reading it all along, what, what is good enough for me is not going to be good enough for another person. Like, cause when I watched the Sopranos after it was all done mm-hmm. and just kind of watched all eight seasons sure. over the course of like four months or something. And the ending was, I was like, ah, eh, you know, it wasn't that bad. And then I thought about, well, if this had been building up for eight or nine years, I probably yes. would have been frustrated with the ending. I had an experience like this, um, with, a a work meeting actually. Okay. Um, I say a work meeting, but like we do like sort of social, social things where we can all just kind of gather around and, and just talk about stuff. Just sort of, we're all remote. So they kind of set aside like paid time to just sort of do the proverbial water cooler talk. And in this case, it was like, share your hot takes on like a, on like a, a show or a movie or something. Yeah. That you like that no one else likes or vice versa. And someone was like, hey, I liked the Game of Thrones ending. Okay, sure. And, you know, they talked about why it was basically like, well, well, you know, basically the things that I wanted to happen were what happened. Wow, that dude's that dude's wild. Like I the the people that I wanted to win were the people that won. But then they went into it and were also like, well, okay, but here's the thing. I didn't start watching this until like a month ago and I just binged all eight seasons all within like a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it's I think it's you have and to I think you have that, to separate that. Yeah, abs- that's a completely different experience in watching it because there's no build up and there isn't any of that built in time where you're waiting weeks and months well, between seasons. You don't have time to theory craft. You're just kind of going in and getting out and there's way less like personal investment into that story. Well, you have no opportunity to stop and think, why did this character even do that? Right. right? Like you, you just are watching it and taking it at face value and moving on to the next episode and then it's all over. Yeah. And like it, one decision that one character makes in one episode when you have a week to think about it between episodes, if they like if you take time to think about it and you realize it doesn't make much sense and then you like you see them double down on that again and again, that just becomes a problem that yeah. you have with that story now. Right, right. Or or when you see something that's like, wow, this could have been solved so much easier with this one yeah. idea or, and or whatever. And that's the type of thing that comes out when you have time to think about it, when you have time to read other people's sort of theory crafting and recaps and and synopsis of the episodes because you're doing that because you're bored and you want the next episode to come out. So you're just consuming all of the content you can about it until you get more of the real content. Yeah, like it's a different experience when you're waiting on each individual episode versus just binging the whole thing. And I think that it's I've seen that happen a bunch of times where like someone goes through something that had like a rough last season or a rough ending and they're like, yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I I think everyone because they just weren't involved in that discourse while they were waiting for it. And there's this huge buildup to it, and then it's just a huge, and then it's just a big letdown. There's no buildup. You're just kind of running through it. Yeah, I mean, context is crucial always. I, yes. I, I you can never, you can never harp on that enough. The I kind of had a similar experience watching uh, Legend of Korra. Oh, okay. Because people saw, people said uh, Legend of Korra was kind of like a disappointing follow up to Avatar, and I kind of understand why because it's got four seasons, but they're all completely different stories. Mm. that have like no real connection to each other the reason for which is because like they only got their seasons greenlit one at a time so they had to basically have every season wrap up as if it were the finale because they didn't know if they were going to be able to make more episodes it makes sense and so yeah it's you know some of the seasons are better than others and it's disappointing that some of the storylines from earlier seasons don't carry over because they basically have to make them all standalone but Running through it, I was like, no, this is fine. It's not as good as Avatar, but it's still really good. Sure. Well, and, and that's not the fault of the that's more of a fault of uh, of of 
green lighting the project as opposed to the writing and as, right, a, as right. a whole right because yeah. you'd be way more upset if the story ended and you never got to see the end of the one season like that would right, have been exactly. much more that universe would have been is way is way more frustrating right yeah if the, like if you get one season that ends on a cliffhanger that never gets resolved that sucks yeah because then then it's then you can't even recommend it to people anymore right right it's, right. it's ruined effectively in in many ways i don't know the context i think is is great because the it, it helps sort of you know shape the way you think about you know what you're talking about or what you're experiencing and i think it will play a very big role as we uh talk about d yeah 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 laura 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 my my eyes are bugging out of my head right now <laughs> Being as that's the only facial expression you're allowed to make. Did you know there was a re-release in Japan for the 3DO titled D's Diner? I thought that was just what the game was called. No, I think it actually is called D's Diner, but there's a D's Diner director's cut, I believe, because the game sold extremely well in Japan. Like a million copies or something were sold on the 3DO. That's I feel like that's more copies than the 3DO sold of anything. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I I don't remember exactly. I just remember it being it was so so Kenji Eno Eno, yeah. um, um, he 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 had been working on it for years and was you know was one of those situations where, God, I hope this works sort of a thing. And then it got a huge cult following. And mm-hmm. it's probably, if that's true, it has to be the best selling 3D game. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has to be. <laughs> like um, i feel like if the 3do had an actual million seller that would have saved the console <laughs> no I, yeah i don't actually know how much it sold i just remember reading I do, it, and it was I, a lot. you're right in the sense that like i think it was like a flagship title well i mean console. it had to have, it had to have been so it had to have sold well i guess it could have sold poorly in this regard too but i think it did pretty well because they poured it to playstation and sega saturn and, and, and pc even and pc yeah yeah true yeah. true um and I think that that's I think it's it's regardless of how much it actually sold, I think it's a good testament to context, right? Because when we were playing it and watching it last the other day, whenever it was, it was um, last night. I was going to say last night, but then I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, oh, nothing makes any sense. Doesn't <laughs> who cares? Um, uh, for the people listening, it wouldn't have been last night, but that doesn't matter. Um, and it was Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> It was. It was. It was Friday the thirteenth. Yep, it was a perfect day to to play this terrifying video game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, so, I'm so glad that every time I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna play a spooky game, it ends up actually just being hilarious. I mean, it could have something to do with the fact that we're playing, you know, thirty year old FMV horror games from the three D. It's definitely not intended to be funny. No, but it's funny today. Yeah. It's it is just a today it's a bad video game. Yes. But when you think about playing this, I was thinking about it in nineteen ninety-five. Yeah. Which is when it came out, right? Mm-hmm. In 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 Japan. I don't know when it came out in, in the US. I think ninety six. Let's see. Uh three D O Oh, the director's or no, it was it was ninety five in, in on the three D O. Okay. In, in America, and then it was 96 on Saturn and PlayStation. The reason no that one sense. <laughs> thinks about it coming out is because who owned a 3DO? That's um, correct. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking, okay, you're playing this before you've played, like, you know, Mario 64. Yeah. Like, right? Like, if yeah. you think about playing this game then, this would have been pretty, pretty mind-blowing, honestly, to, to think about. Because you may have played Sega CD games, which had FMV moments with just real-time button presses, but this f- is more interactive to a degree. And there is some... If you were playing this alone in the basement as a, what, nine-year-old, it would have been... Well, sure, that would have traumatized me. It would have been spooky. Well, especially you, because you're, you're, you really... You got spooked by the, the Game Boy camera. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. So, so I mean... The scheme would have been. That's a very been. specific thing, though. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's just, it's going to stick with me forever. You know what else scared me when I was like 10 or 11 years old? <laughs> What's that? Mars Attacks. Oh, man. I loved that movie. <laughs> I have not seen it since. I I don't know. That I, I watched it with my, with like my older cousin. <laughs> yeah. And I was like probably 10 years old. And once the once the Martians started just like vaporizing rooms of people into like 
colored skeletons. I was like, oh, God, that's so scary. <laughs> I love it. And no, like it, I had nightmares about it for years afterwards. <laughs> I mean, I should I watch it again just to exercise the demons. Get rid of <laughs> You know, it's funny. I did that with with the child's play movies because those, oh, really? were, those were my nightmare fuel as a kid. Like just seeing the box would terrify me. And I remember when I, I don't remember when it came out exactly, but I remember being a kid when the um, maybe I was a. Uh, I don't know. When, whenever the Bride of Chucky came out, right? So mm. it was like five years or six years after the third one came out, and then there was like pictures of it on buses and stuff. Oh my god! I remember freaking be like, "No, I don't want to see it." Even like it's <laughs> it, it scared me so much. And a couple of years ago, Lachise and I watched the. Uh, I think we watched. I don't know most of them. And I was like, "Oh, these are not. <laughs> these are not so scary anymore." Yeah. <laughs> These are these are these are the comedy horror movies that they're supposed to be. I yep. get it. Um, In retrospect, and hey, according now to that Wiki- I can watch it with adult eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so according to to Wikipedia, D did sell one million copies. That's is and that like Saturn, across all consoles though? I'm guessing so because it doesn't okay. specify. Well, it was one of the few genuine hits for the 3DO in Japan. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. It says that it reached a million copies and the Saturn version reached top of the sales chart. It has to be across all. You I'm guessing think, it's across all like, consoles. It's it's fairly common for a game to sell a million copies now, but that's just because like the size of the video game market in general is bigger now. Yeah. Like million sellers were a rare, a, a rare occurrence in the mid 90s. Absolutely. Not yeah. like unheard of, but like. Especially for a game like this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I also I wanna I wanna shout out <laughs> briefly to Ellipsis for uh <laughs> for for just calling out that this was or not calling out, but uh what's the word I wanna use? Pointing um, out? Maybe. I don't know. There there's a better way of saying it, but basically that this was Symphony of the Night. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, laying it all out there. It's like I did not, I think he was like <laughs> Okay, so Richter goes to a castle and becomes and becomes evil and what is corrupted game? by Dracula. Which game am I talking about? <laughs> I didn't know D stood for Dracula. I sure didn't either. I didn't. So we played this game because I remember seeing ads for this in magazines. Actually, I remember seeing ads for D2 more because that was the one that was released on Dreamcast. Mm. Um, and but then I looked up the box office. I was like, no, no, I remember D as well. And I knew nothing about it. I didn't know it was mist, a spooky mist. And I I didn't know that it controlled the way it did. And my God, am I happy I didn't play it. I'm, I'm glad you didn't play it also. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't even play it. <laughs> I didn't even play it past the first disc. <laughs> it worked out very well. This is this is this is an experience that you can 100 percent enjoy watching a let's play of with some people. And just yeah, laughing and, at the whole adventure. And most long plays are like an hour long. Yeah. Hour, yeah. hour. I think it's an hour, hour and 20. Hour 30 at yeah. most. Yep. I mean, it can't be any longer than that because the game has an actual in-game timer. Yeah, so you it's, it's have actually, to finish the game in under two hours. And it makes sense when you think about design, especially in 95, because they have this visual, ex- they have this experience that they want you to treat like a movie. In the manual, it even says, this is the game that's best experienced in one go. Like, don't stop in between. Right. Think of it like a movie. Treat it like a movie, blah, blah, blah. Right. Exactly. So, you know, to counter, to, to, to offset that, they're like, well, how do we make sure people feel like they justified their purchase? And they give you the in-game two-hour time limit. I don't – what happens after two hours? We don't – we didn't actually see it. I Yeah, I have no we saw idea. The, we saw the good and bad ending, but we didn't see what happens if the two hours run out and you haven't solved it. You probably just get, like, bad end. <laughs> actually that's what it says when you get the bad ending yeah like you get the bad ending at the ending yeah um the so bad ending know. of course being not shooting your father <laughs> yeah so well i mean let's be fair he's dracula you gotta shoot him i guess you're kind of dracula too because you stabbed and ate your mother yeah i don't that's know that's true interesting tidbit about this I, I this is my favorite part of the game is that so you know, believe that D's, this is from, from, from Wikipedia, believe that D's violent cannibalistic themes would be deemed taboo or too horrifying by others and was worried the game would not be permitted for publishing. With this mm-hmm. in mind, he kept many of the violent sequences a secret 
including from other members of Warp, like the people that are designing the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the game was finished, he submitted a clean version without the violent and disturbing story content for approval. Now, imagine this game without any of those weird Wait, scenes. what is the game then? Well, hold on. He deliberately submitted the master late, knowing that part of the penalty would require him to hand deliver to the manufacturer in the United States. While on the plane ride to the U.S., he switched the clean discs with the finalized discs, including the horrific content, thus completely bypassing the censorship. Wow. <laughs> That's just fraud. He's just an ass. The dude was like, yeah, I want to put cannibalism in my game, but people won't like it, so I'm going to pretend it's not there. That's just like... Just like bait and switching for the for the ESRB. Yeah, yes. this might actually predate the ESRB. I'm not sure. No, that was around then in '95, I think. Yeah, I think the ESRB started rating games in like '92, '93. Yeah, but that explains that, that. That's why the game has a T rating, I guess. That's wild to me. Because he just omitted the part where you stab your mother like six times, then eat her arm. That is wild to me. <laughs> You know what's missing from that cutscene is the part where you sever the arm. Yeah, but it does have really, really awful looking blood dripping. <laughs> oh my god, it's like, it, <laughs> it's like a 3D screensaver. It's so much from worse like, than that. From basically that time period. Yeah. You know the but, one where like the polygon yes. is just kind of like shifting? Yeah, yeah. Except it's worse somehow. It's not even as smooth as the screensaver from, you know, Windows 3.1. <laughs> or maybe Windows 95. I don't know. I think that was when. That was, was, like, I would say big, 95, yeah. That was the big screensaver edition of Windows. <laughs> where you could put like text and it would scroll on the screen. Oh, yeah. I remember the putting only the hottest screensavers. <laughs> I remember writing like resistance is futile, but I, I spelled it wrong. I don't remember what it was. And it made my mom laugh really hard because however I spelled it, it was just, God, what did I, what did I put? I don't know. But it was, you know, the Borg from Star Trek was the, yeah, was what I was thinking. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for, for customizable screensavers. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, just, yeah. Like. So the entire game is just a slow moving FMV. Oh, it's so slow. It's so slow. I mean, we're, and I mean, if you can imagine just like a a laboriously slow mist picture with a, mist, a time limit. Picture a mist pre-rendered screen. But then to before you can get to the next transition, it takes you like five or six seconds to walk halfway across the, the room. Yeah. You press and the up button so that you can start walking, and then you put the controller down for about seven or eight seconds while your character slowly walks across the room. <laughs> and then you pick it back up and you do that again. And then after a few times, you can hit the one button to interact with the thing. And then like another <laughs> 10 second cutscene will play out. And that's the entire game. <laughs> I, I don't. It has really. I'm trying. Okay. Okay. I said I wanted to, you know, use context and think about when this came out and think about the spooky atmosphere and all of that stuff. Sure. I am having a hard time still thinking about how anybody enjoyed playing this. Yeah, it's one thing to to like appreciate the, you know, again, at the time, the visuals, the aesthetics, the sort of cinematic presentation. Sure, because the graphics were the graphics would have been amazing yeah in 95 yeah, for 95 I'm, it would have been outstanding yeah you would have been like oh my god she's that person's i mean they, they even when you when you when you shoot your dad after he's finished taking his uh extreme vampire dump and yeah he, he's dying in your arms and they like zoom in on his mouth moving and stuff yeah like you're like wow there there's mouth their movement they're they're talking his you mouth is moving when he when he talks it's not matching his speech not even close at all and now it but it is hilarious. moving oh god I was, that whole sequence i was dying <laughs> it was so stupid but but my favorite part was so first of all there's one voice acted character and it's not your character no i and i swear to god i've heard him in other bizarre games bizarre to me I, I'm, I'm positive this voice actor has done other stuff in this era of voice acting he's he definitely has a very B-movie voice. 
Oh man, I wish I wish they had the person that did the voice in the credits. And the internet doesn't have it either because nobody cares. And I want to know so bad. If anybody listening to this knows who does Richter's voice in Richter in in uh, in D, um, we would like to know the English voice specifically. Yes, please, I would love to know. Um, because that was that was spe- uh, my favorite part was at the ending while he's dying and he's like. I guess as a doctor, I was curious to see how the transformation would affect me. So but I was that okay. was but that was wrong. And then, they, and then they zoom in on Laura just kind of like nodding sadly, like, like yes, yeah, it was yeah, wrong. It was wrong. Your yes. character your character doesn't care when she realizes she ate her mom. Your character doesn't care that she's still in your the machinations of your father's mind. Apparently. Like, like, are we in the hospital? Because they're talking about leaving the hospital, but I think we're in some, you know, ca- uh, castle, Dracula's castle in your dad's head, supposedly. But are, all there, are there dead people all over? Did he murder everyone in the hospital? And then you just kind of like drove in and walked right in and no one no one cares? That like, entire plot thread feels like it is essentially we want this to take place in a spooky castle or mansion. But yeah. we also want to put it in L.A. <laughs> so there's not really any spooky castles in L.A. So I guess we'll just say that it's a hospital because he's a doctor. And then um, and then I guess we'll just change it and say that it's it's, you know, mental illusion powers. Well, also, just, remember that time in the very beginning where they were like, he took a bunch of hostages and the police can't get in? Yes. Yeah. I don't. None of it makes any sense. Like they completely abandoned that altogether. Well, and and did he. So if you have the blood of Dracula and you are you now Dracula, like, are we going to murder? Like, because what happened? He he took our memories away of eating mom. So right. we didn't feel bad. Yeah. But he didn't, Which didn't, is a thing he can just do, I guess. You know, perhaps him hiding the fact that this game was going to feature this storyline from the team that he was working with may not have been the best idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Someone might have been like, hey, this story doesn't make any sense, dude. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I, they, like, they, the whole setup to it doesn't match up with any of the stuff that you're doing. Like there's this whole thing where it's like, Oh, we're in, we're in Los Angeles. There's been a string of mass murders. It's been tied back to this, to Richter. I don't even remember what his name is. It's not Belmont. Is it Harris? Maybe. I think Dr. Harris. Cause I think you're Laura Harris. Um, he is a famous doctor. He runs a hospital, but then he took a bunch of hostages and the police and barricaded the hospital so the police can't get in. And I'm like, oh, is that because of the hostages? I guess that makes sense. It's like a standoff situation. And then you just casually walk in the front door <laughs> and there's, and there's nobody everywhere. there and there's no hostages. Everyone is dead. So it's like, why are the police not storming the place now? I guess they're gone. <laughs> they just that, gave up and went home. The mirror that you kept looking at that broke and shattered, yes. I guess, shows the future. What it does is it gives you a hint about the next thing you're supposed to interact with. Yeah, so what ha- what did you see when you looked into it? I did nothing that I could recognize. Oh my god, wait a minute. Did it show you your reflection and then break because you're supposed to look into that water bowl in the, on the dinner table that shows your reflection? Maybe? We thought it was maybe, oh my god. If the, because we thought it was just the mirror showing you you. But I think it was hinting that you're supposed to go look in the bowl of water. Where my reflection would be like point They're, like showing yeah. back out at me because they do that they have that scene where you turn the water into blood or something and then dump yeah, the yeah, paper yeah. into it and they it does have your reflection in the water. So this oh brings, my god this I think brings that's what us it is. to the next fun thing. Not only is this a weird slow mist where the story doesn't make sense, but the but the the hints and puzzles also don't make sense. Yeah, I don't even know. I would never have wanted to solve any of these puzzles. Except for the one with the, the, the north, the, 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 the compass with the animals. That one was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was that one was OK. Um, except it wasn't because you said it to the right thing 
And then you're Nothing like, oh, happens. cool, I said it to the right thing. And then you have to go, like, yeah, right. try to open a completely unrelated door, at which point the the little, the little like, turntable thing starts spinning. And it's like, oh, you can get through the door now, I guess. And Laura's just like, huh, okay. <laughs> she don't care. <laughs> I mean, let's not forget the best scene, I think, in the whole game is probably you walk into a room. With a whole bunch of just dead bodies. Mm-hmm. She's looking around and she sees. <laughs> I know, I know she, what we're talking about. Yep. She sees a ring on some dead person's hand. And she goes to, you know, she looks at it. And she's like, well, I'm going to pill for this. <laughs> and you think she's going to sort of take it off gingerly? But no, she takes this dead person's arm and just starts banging on the ground. Just like slapping it. <laughs> just like smashing no, the, the, <laughs> the ring was a different thing. And that oh, was, was actually like a. That was actually kind of a legitimately cool scene to me <laughs> because like that's that was a good like tone setting like, oh, wow, that's actually really clever and kind oh, of you're brutal. No, the ring was the ring was when it was the person that was in prison through the arm or like yeah. his arm was through the wall. Right. And then it was yeah. in a box. So that he's like he's like chained up on this stone wall. Yeah. And his right. his like right arm is like embedded into the wall. Yeah. And then you have to go through to the other room in like on the other side of the on the open other side of that box. wall and open a open a safe where like the rest of his hand his arms yeah. yeah 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 that's right that's like right. that's like oh shit that's really that's actually really brutal and kind of like clever mm-hmm. yeah yeah no um, the other one was a key that the dead body was holding yeah. on to that's right a key that's just like I guess being clutched in like I I I guess it's like rigor mortis or something where she yeah, can't you know, just like she, pull it out. She so she just it grabs out. it by the elbow and just <laughs> slaps the wrist against the ground until it drops it. <laughs> just nonchalantly. Just like this is a normal thing to do. And I'm like, I you know, maybe you're maybe they're trying to foreshadow the fact that she is accustomed to dead bodies because of that time that she stabbed her mother 37 times in the chest and then ate her forearm. True. True. But I don't really think they were really like, I I don't think they were really using subtlety here. Maybe. (laughs) Like anywhere in this story. I mean, she didn't even skip a beat when she blasted her dad. She looked right. kind of sad about it for a second. She's like, oh, bummer. All right, well. And then it just ends and there's a baby crying. Yeah. What the what the does that mean? After the credits. So no. I guess it's like, I don't know. The, the best I can tell if I'm really trying to reach. And okay. I am. Okay. Um, I like, okay, the cycle continues, right? Like at some point later on, she has a baby and the baby will do to her what was done to her parents and she's going to be like the next one up or whatever. Uh, maybe I'll tell you what's weird is cycle continues. The next game features Laura, but a different Laura, uh, the, the enemy zero. So the game ended up being coming, became a Sega exclusive because, um, the dude got mad at Sony, Mm -hmm. you know, got mad at Sony because, Sony didn't produce as many copies as he thought they should. Uh-huh. He wanted them to produce like 100,000 or something. Sure. And they, and they were only going to do 40. And he was like, no, this is wrong. And then Sony's like, actually, only did 28. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was, he's like, you know what? I, I guess he, he at an event, at a Sony event, he got up there and said all of his games are going to be for Sega from in the future. Um, so, oh, and that's. Then, that's a really unfortunate decision for him to have made at that juncture. <laughs> it's kind of like Nintendo. In the mid-90s? It's kind of like Nintendo doing it to, to Sony also at at uh, at a... Uh, uh, it wasn't E3 because that wasn't a thing. I don't remember. Or was it E3 technically? It was whatever the conference was. They were supposed to be unveiling their partnership together. And Nintendo's like, actually, we're not going to work with Sony. And then Sony just sat there with, you know, egg on their face after saying that they were working with Nintendo. Right. And then Sony's like, actually, wait, hold on a minute. We are a, a juggernaut of a company, so we're just going to make our own console, you Nintendo. You don't get to just, yeah. You don't get to just say no. <laughs> say no. We have a CD machine that plays games. Yeah. We'll just make that. <laughs> so my understanding is the Enemy Zero is the follow-up to D uh-huh. for the Sega Saturn. So the second game in the, in the, in the franchise. Yes, and it features... 
Laura Lewis, but she's on a space station or something like that. Oh, um, and it's different. Uh huh. Like different people. I don't sure. know if it has anything to do with it at all. Like I don't I mean, know if it's... they've already sent it to space. So <laughs> yeah, well, you could have Dracula in space. Um, oh, you sure can. So so I'm just saying that is you know that's a very different setting than a castle hospital in Los Angeles. Yes. I don't know. Does the space station also turn into a castle? You, you, this we might have to find out. Yes, <laughs> we might be watching. I, I I want to know Enemy Zero's story now. We I might have to find out. I kind of do too. Well, because then there's D two, which is of course the third game in yes, the series. Of course, <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts, the Kingdom Hearts logic, <laughs> which which has another Laura, but a different Laura. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, yeah, Laura Parton. So you had Laura Harris, then you have Laura, what was it, Laura Lewis or something like that, I think. I think that's what you said. And then Laura Parton. Also, this one is more, this one is, now D2 is an action-oriented game, so it might be, it might be enjoyable for you to play. Um, It can't be any worse. (laughs) The fact that it's, the fact that there's, it's action-oriented as opposed to just, you know, FMV stuff already makes it a little bit better. And listen- Uh, I'm not like we play. I played. I not we. No. I played yes. Riven yes. for this podcast. Yeah, and I, had I fun really enjoyed you. that experience. That was really fun. I got stuck in a couple of spots, but the puzzles were interesting. It was you know, it was fun to like figure all that stuff out. I enjoyed myself. This is just a version of that where the puzzles aren't satisfying, and the movement to get there is like absurdly slow and they put you on a time limit and things like hey why don't you turn this crank in this room about 78 times oh so it's so stupid over the course of like the next 20 minutes to get to the room you want to go to yeah yeah i just i i want to i want to i i'm don't don't play this game but watching it is is Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, and I can I can speak from both because I didn't actually say what happened. I was playing the game and um, yeah, I'm not ashamed to say emulating it (laughs) Um, because I wanted to play the 3DO version. Um, Of course. (laughs) And because that seemed like the silliest version. And I also thought it was like the original. I think the others are ports. And... So I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to play through the whole thing and I got to the disc change roughly, I'd say probably like a third of the way through the game, honestly. That sounds about right. And realized that RetroArch doesn't actually have a reliable way to do a disc change mid game. Thanks, RetroArch. And I mean that. <laughs> And so I was like, well, damn, I guess we can't continue playing the game. So I went offline on Twitch. And we looked up a uh, a long play on YouTube and watched it together in Discord. And so I had both the experience of playing and watching the game and the experience of watching the game vastly superior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way more fun that way. Yeah. Like all of the enjoyment of all of the silly stuff that's happening, none of the frustration of having it take a million years to do any to get anywhere. And also like, oh, yes, of course, put the put the blank paper in the blood water. (laughs) This makes sense. I mean, listen, it had things like you didn't even trigger events if you went to the right side of the table as opposed to the left side of the table. Yeah, the like the very opening, there's a there's a big table in the room and you're at the end of the table and you can walk around the left side of the table or the right side of the table to get to like just the same fireplace at the end of the room. If you go to the right side, nothing happens. But if you go to the left side, you get a cutscene actually explaining to you what's going on. <laughs> sort and of. And you just, well, I Laura. mean, yeah, <laughs> you just get Laura, Laura, leave this place. You're in you're in my mind. Every single voiced cutscene is just Richter saying, Laura, Laura. get out of here. Bad things are going to happen. And then he (laughs) says, Laura, eight more times. And then he disappears mid sentence. (laughs) That's the game. That's That's the whole game. 
That's and then deep. it turns out he's Dracula, but then you shoot him with a gun and it's and it's that fixes everything. A gun that you found in a waterlogged chest. Yeah, you sure it's like and it's like a flintlock pistol too. <laughs> a flintlock pistol that's been soaking in water for I guess years, I don't know. But, but apparently your... packs enough power to shatter an entire stained glass window in one shot. <laughs> I suppose you are just in your dad's brain. I maybe. <laughs> I yeah, I mean <laughs> that setup makes about as much sense as any of the rest of it. Yeah. With like the hospital and the hostages and the police. And it's like, just discard all of that immediately as soon as the game starts. And then it's just, you know what it is? It is. Okay. This is going to be the last thing that I, that I have to say about this podcast. So if you have anything else you want to get out about, about D the game, now's the time to say it. Just remember that. Even though you found the story of Dracula kind of boring, perhaps adding violence and cannibalism doesn't make it any better. It probably didn't. (laughs) All right. If you want to know what this game is, I will tell you in one sentence. And then you can decide for yourself if it's worth playing. Actually, no, I'm not going to let you make that decision. It's not worth playing. Just watch a long play. Was that the one sentence? This game is... (laughs) Resident Evil played like mist in slow motion with bad puzzles. That's the game. D's Diner.